around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. Now, this is part three of and the last part of our spiritual growth series. This is episode number 69. I'd be forgetting to say these episode numbers that I'm supposed to be saying. So this is episode number 69 of spiritual growth well of macchiato's music and the scriptures part three of the spiritual growth series now we're going to jump right into it before i do that i want to thank everybody uh, who is tuning in on my spot uh spotify listenership my facebook listenership youtube uh apple podcast wherever you get your podcast from and wherever you tune in from because i'm looking at the the um the charts and i'm seeing where you guys are listening from i'm seeing people tuning in from you know um colorado uh of course all over missouri illinois i see new york i see atlanta i see arizona and i want to thank everybody for um tuning in to the podcast and i thank everybody for sharing it and uh if you're a new listener hit me up let me know send me an email no further ado let's jump into uh luke chapter four look at me talking so fast luke chapter five Let me settle down. Luke chapter 5. So again, this is our last part on spiritual growth. As I stated time and time again, spiritual growth is what God desires for all of us. He does not desire that we remain stagnant. He desires that we grow up, you know, at some point in time in our spiritual walk and all throughout throughout the course of our life, we should continue to grow. Now, one thing you're going to learn is that, you know, you're not going to exhaust the word of God. So if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to just study, you know, I've been, been saved for 20 years and I've been studying for 20 years. So I, sh- I should be like a theologian. Nah, nah, you're not going to exhaust it. Matter of fact, you can read the same scripture for 20 years and get some out of it every time. That's how pregnant the word of God is, for lack of a better term. The word of God is full of revelation. The word of God is full of insight. It's revelation. It's it's alive. His word is alive. So if something is alive, you're going to constantly get new things. If the word was dead, then you can only get just that one thing. But when something is alive, it gives you new. It can give you new things every day. You know, just like... We're living and breathing. And as we get older, we may learn some new things about ourselves. You may, you'll learn new things about other people. You know, as people continue to live and as you build relationships with people, you'll continue to learn new things. It's the same with the word of God. Only thing with God is, is that he does not change. Now, his methods may change. His, his ways of doing things may change as far as, you know, how we get the word out get the word of God out to people, you know, i.e. this podcast and and the way that, you know, creatively how God has given me, how I'm putting it out. But God's God doesn't change as far as his character. His character is going to remain the same. But what I'm referring to is, 
is the word of God. And I'm going to show you. So let's go ahead and start reading Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Now stay with me. It says, One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. So Jesus noticed two empty boats. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Okay, let's get this image. Jesus is walking to a sea. He sees two empty boats. The owners of the boats left the boats because they went to go wash their nets. Jesus steps into one of the boats and he asks the owner of the boat, which was Simon, to push it out into the water. Okay. And he said, it says he taught the crowds from there. So he was teaching the word of God from the boat. All right. Verse four, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse five, master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. So here's Simon telling Jesus what he really doesn't want to do because he did basically what Jesus told him to do. He did that last night and didn't catch nothing. Now Jesus is telling him, no, I want you to go out into the deep, right? So it says, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time the nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Now, one thing I noticed about the scripture, God didn't bring up his sin. So why did he say, Lord, get away from me because I'm such a sinful man? I believe it's because a lot of times in our lives where we see the goodness of God displayed in our mind and our thinking, we feel like we don't deserve it, right? Because here Simon is, he went out the night before, he was fishing all night, and of course that was his job, he was a fisherman, so he had to provide for his family. He didn't catch fish all night, I can imagine he was frustrated and upset. Jesus comes the next day, gets into his boat, tells him to go down, let your nets down again. Peter says, because you said so, because you said it, I'm going to do it. Now, last night he didn't say it, but today Jesus said it. So he did it. And when he did it, he brought in so much fish that he had to call over another boat just to get the fish in there. And even when he brought over the other boat, that boat began to sink. That's how many fish it was. And when it happened, Peter was so overwhelmed that he just felt like, yo, forgive me. Because in a sense, he doubted in the beginning. Because he started, he began, he was going to make an excuse about how he did this last night. And it didn't work. And we do the same thing. But the difference is, is that did God tell us to do it? So we may have tried something before 
and it didn't work. But if God is telling you to do it again, I will encourage you to do it again. That's a part of spiritual growth. Part of spiritual growth is us learning how to obey God, obey the prompting when he tells us to do it. It doesn't matter if we did it 15 times already. Those 15 times we did it, we was probably just doing it maybe out of desperation, maybe out of because somebody else told us to do it. But when Jesus tells you to do something, are you willing to do it? That's part of spiritual growth. Because what I've learned about the Lord and just seeing examples in scripture, God never, anytime God tells us to do something or normally when God tells us to do something, we don't have it all together. So if he tells us to do something, you know, financially or something with money, that's normally the time that we ain't got no money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, he's telling us to, to do so-and-so and we just don't have any type of energy to want to put towards that particular thing. And when we choose to disobey, we miss out. Just like I believe how Peter could have missed out on his blessing of providing for his family. Now, the word of God declares that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we know that God is going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And my thing has always been, you may not know how God is going to do it, but you know he is going to do it. And he doesn't have to do it through our jobs. He doesn't have to do it through a resource that you currently have. And I'm not just talking financial, I'm talking about anything. Whatever you whatever you have need of at this moment that you're listening to me. He doesn't have to do it through something that you currently have. He can go a whole nother route if he so chooses. But our job is to obey. If it's in your heart to do, you may feel like, man, I don't know why I'm wanting to go this route. Just go. Trust me. Follow that peace. Peace is always our umpire. The peace of God lets us know where we're safe. So we never want to be in a place and in a position where we don't have any peace, regardless if the numbers are big, regardless if, if the neighborhood looks good, regardless of whatever. If we don't have any peace about it, that's God's way of letting us know that, uh-uh, you're in the wrong spot. So let's go to that. Matter of fact, let's go to that. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3 and let's look at verse 15. Colossians 3 verse 15, it says, and let the peace and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So he's saying, let the peace of God rule in our hearts. So that's why I said peace is our umpire. And the Bible says he desires that we live in peace. We are called to live in peace. We're not called to live in turmoil. And one thing about peace is that you can have things crazy going all around you, but on the inside, you're peaceful. And peace is always a safe place. Peace does not come from the outside in. Peace comes from the inside out. All right. Spiritual growth is what we're talking about, right? Got to grow up. So we're not going to be pulled this way and that way when God is leading us to go another way. And majority of the time when God leads us some way, it's always going to be unpopular. The podcast that I'm doing currently is unpopular. It's really unmarketable. A lot of companies don't know how to market 
this type of podcast that I'm doing. That's why I'm going to start my own company. But we'll talk about that at a later time. So let's go back to. Uh, so let's go to First Peter chapter two, verse two. It says, "Like newborn babes," and we read the scripture before. Like newborn babes, you must crave pure spiritual milk, so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Okay, so we're going from milk to meat, but you first need milk. So if you're a new believer listening to this, or you may have rededicated your life back to the Lord and you're getting things back on track, you need milk first. You don't want to start off with nothing, nothing too heavy. Milk, milk, milk is very, very important. It's important for our spiritual nourishment. Now, I know I have you in first Peter. Now I want you to go over with me to second Peter chapter two. Let's start at verse one. It says, but there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction will not be delayed. Wow. That's a very unpopular scripture. But like I said, it's in there and we got to read it all. We just can't get the 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 birthday cake, the stuff that make us feel good, all the sugar. We got to get some nourishment. We got to get read some of this stuff. This is in here. And if he didn't want us to know it, he wouldn't have put it in here. So understand these are the last days and we're talking about spiritual growth. Satan is after our soul your mind your will and your emotions so now if you listen to me on the sound of my voice if you are saved if you made jesus christ the lord of your life and now it's not about him quote unquote trying to take your salvation away what he's trying to do is destroy your soul your soul is made up of your mind your will and your emotions if he can keep you from fulfilling the very thing that god has called you to do he got you. And when I say got you, I mean he got you in hell. <laughs> but I'm just saying he can keep you stagnant. And that's not a good feeling. He can keep you from being effective. He can keep you from, you know, because there are a lot of souls that he wants. There are a lot of people that he, he don't want to hear the gospel. And some people may only be able to receive from you. So if he can keep you in a state of disobedience and he can do that through fear, that's the main weapon that he has is fear. Fear of what God said will that come to pass he'll get you to question he'll get you to to all these different things and then he'll try to navigate you to um people who teach heresy now let me define to you what heresy is because we read that scripture we read that in that verse heresy is simply an opinion profoundly at odds with what is generally accepted an opinion profoundly at odds with what is generally accepted So, for instance, the Bible says flee fornication, right? We do know that God does not desire that we have sex before marriage. So now that we're in 2019 and the social media era is popping, um, a minister, a minister or a teacher may say, well, listen, I know I know what the scriptures say, but 
it's all right to try it out every now and then because listen, if you gonna marry this person, you need to, to try it out because what if the sex ain't good? What's good, beautiful family? It's your boy Dietrich Haddon hanging out right here on Macchiato's Music and Scriptures, y'all. Keep it locked. So, well, that's that's heresy. That's that's unbiblical. That's immoral. That's you know what I mean. Because I always tell people, if you're marrying somebody, right, or quote unquote, maybe you don't desire to marry them. Maybe you just with somebody and you're dating and you're trying to figure this thing out. Once you have sex, right, how are you gonna know? Well, you have sex, and then the person decides to marry you. Now, you really don't know is the person marrying you for the sex or they're marrying you because of you your personality your character your your achievements your goals all these different you know things that you're bringing to the table or do they just want sex and the thing about sex is that what happens god forbid something happens you're not able to do anything sexually or you know you have kids and your body change and all these different things so that's why I said it's, it's, it's ungodly. So for a person to teach that or to say something like that is you need to run. Run from that. <laughs> that's some more. That's heresy. It's a form of heresy. That's not the only kind. But I'm saying it's a opinion that goes against the word of God. If the, the Bible has already stated something, you can't go around and then say, well, I know it says that. But let me tell you what I did. We don't want to hear what you did. 
You understand what I'm saying? We're all striving to be like Christ. We're all striving to do what God requires of us to do. Of course, of course, we're not going to be perfect, but we're in him and God desires that we live in him. So we're trying to do the things that we know we need to do. You can't be out here telling people to, I don't know, I ain't want to get back into that uh, preacher that I dealt with last time about telling a woman about, you know, going to get some bras. <laughs> Anywho, that's a form of heresy. Right. Then it says many will follow their evil teaching. So one thing about heresy is that people are going to follow it. And yes, there are heresies, there are preachers out here that teach heresy now. I'm not calling any names. You just have to know them by their fruit. Verse three, it says in their greed, they will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money. It does not mean you don't give to the local church. Does that's not what it says. It says they will make up lies, make up lies, clever lies at that to get a hold of your money. Those examples are false teachers, and that's a part of spiritual growth because they really, ministers who operate like that, they really try to take advantage of babes in Christ. Those who are still on milk, they'll try to take advantage of you because they know you don't know much yet. You, you just you just in love with the Lord. And uh, I heard a preacher say years ago, you can tell when there's when you can tell a new believer in Christ because they either smile or cry. <laughs> um, but they try to take advantage of you. So those are things that you want to look out for in these last days. And I'm sure at another pod, in another podcast, I'll deal with, you know, more profoundly the last days and things like that. But this is just spiritual growth and Satan is trying to stunt your growth. But we have to continue to press on. And move past any type of blockage and hindrance that's trying to keep us from fulfilling the word of God or the will of God for our lives. Satan doesn't want it. He wants you to be cool. You can only be so cool. Now, trust me, I'm a laid back person, too. But you can only be so laid back if you see that things are going on in your life. Then it's time to get a little vigilant. You know what I mean? So let's stay on top of it. Now, because I said that read that scripture doesn't mean that every, you know, preacher you see with. And sometimes you may hear preachers that they may just say something wrong as far as the scripture is concerned. Doesn't necessarily mean they're a false teacher. What makes them a false teacher is that if they say something wrong and then go along with it and begin to operate their lives around that that lie or that truth to them, but which is a lie in scripture. But um, that's how you that's how you can tell. So not just a, a pastor who maybe misquoted the scripture or may have said something that wasn't totally right. And no, it doesn't make them false. But once they, like I said, once they continue to live there and conduct their lives around that truth to them, which is a line of scripture, that's how you can identify and tell. And majority of these people, we don't know personally. So that's why the scripture says you know them by the fruit that they bear. And always, you know, if anything's being done in the dark, it will come to light. But you ought to still pray for those individuals because sometimes it may not have started out like that. But somehow, some way in this era, you know, Satan got in and trying to deceive him. So that's the truth with some, but we're not all. Some come in wanting to deceive. But anyway, I've been on that too long. <laughs> My main thing is that I want you to grow spiritually that's daily bible reading that's really the simplest thing daily bible reading pray every day 
attend, find your local church, attend Sunday services, Bible studies. I'm, whenever the church door is open, especially if you're single, if the church door is open, fly in there, get the word, and continue to keep your spirit fed every day. It's just like gas in a car. When I when you get a new car, you put gas in it for the first time. It's not the only time that you're gonna have to put gas in it because as you're driving, you're losing gas. It's the same spiritually. So if you're in the word today, in prayer today, as you're going about your day, you're losing gas because you're pouring, you're giving out that energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about this mystical energy. I'm just talking about just naturally you're doing this, you're doing that, you know, you're pouring here, pouring out here, pouring out there. So you get by the time you get home, you know, you may be drained. You need to fill up, get into the world, listen to the word and fill yourself back up. But if you don't do it, you know, let's say you go a week or two weeks without praying or reading the word, then you're kind of going on fumes now. You're running low. So now when attacks come, you don't know what to do. So now we end up complaining or we end up uh, calling everybody, talking about how bad it is. But we forgot our source. We forgot the Lord. We didn't forget all about how he said in First John 5 that this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask according to his will, he hear us. We didn't forgot about that part. We didn't forgot about the part where it says all who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me and I'll give you rest. You'll forget those kind of things because we're focused on the thing that's attacking us. That's why the Lord wants us to stay in his word daily. And trust me, I understand. I know it can be a challenge, but we got to press. It's like we press for everything else. We got to press and we got to press to get into his presence. We got to press. We got to we got to do what we got to do. Because if you don't, you read one of the memes on IG and they'll get you. And you start thinking, well, maybe I don't really need the Lord. Oh, maybe uh, watch it, watch it. You know, them, you know, them my favorites right there. You know, Satan real clever. When I say favorites, I say that lightly. I'm just kind of, you know, making a joke. It's not my favorites, but I just be seeing them float around every now and then. So I'll look at it. It's trying to get somebody with this little meme. <laughs> oh man. So, man, stay encouraged. Stay in the race. Keep going. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please send this to your family and your friends. Again, if you would like to follow me on social media, follow me at mbills314. Send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, wherever you can rate it. You know, so if you're listening on Apple, you know, scroll on down and rate it. You know, whatever you feel like this podcast is worth. Two stars, one star, three, four, five. I would like to hope that I'm giving you five star quality. <laughs> but either way, leave a comment, rate it, and share it with your family. All right. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter three, verse four, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.